Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing feedback about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everything up till episode three, Power Broker, who we all know is Sharon Carter. All that and more right after that, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm great, guys. How are you? Sweaty, oh, you know, <laughs> good. I did not know there was going to be a Loki trailer tonight. So uh, we're going to do a really short feedback episode. We're going to do just a few feedbacks because we don't want to get none of them in. But we apologize if we did not get to yours tonight. Um, we just, with the Loki trailer, we only had so much time for some feedbacks. So let's just jump in. And we have been it? getting so oh, much, so much feedback. Like you guys, like the theory, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's an it's amazing been, um, amount of feedback. It's a considerable amount of feedback. Mm-hmm. We will we will keep those coming too, and we will keep doing see feedback episodes. But with the I, I'm in Dallas uh, with Alyssa, and with the Loki trailer that ate up most of my evening, that I need to go actually spend some quality time. So let's yep. uh first ashley's corner give us a give us a good ashley's like corner. three minutes so, corner what do you got Ashley? i knew we'd be on short time this week so what i did is when i watched it again i just started saying things into my phone and recording it so <laughs> i figured i could just run through that really fast and uh that's just a faster way to do it oh no i wish i would i was like print to talking i should just record it um, yeah, that would yeah, that'd be so much funnier. No, I was like, private jets, champagne, and fancy automobiles. Do I get to bear to be Baroness Zemo? I got to think this through. I think I like the bad guys. I love the bad guys. <laughs> it seems like the life for me is what I got from. I was like, yes, please. I'll take that right there. I will have one of those. And I loved what they were doing with his outfit. Like they kept like his shirt was purple. He had like the yellow gloves, but they didn't look ridiculous. You know, they kept his character Mm -hmm. like comic. It was comic chic. Um, (laughs) I'm completely on his side for killing that guy. I know that that might be like an ethical thing, but Mm. that guy was a bad guy and he lied to them because I definitely think that there was more vials in there. I feel like that's what we saw blow up because they showed all of the little vials just explode. Um, yeah. And that's where the Sharon that's Carter thing, I don't know, you're a little, uh, uh, maybe, maybe she's the power broker, but why would she lead them to him if she needs that guy to be like safe? Because she didn't think that they would kill her. She knows yeah. Zemo. Why yeah. would she underestimate Zemo? Because she didn't, or she, she, she didn't think that Zemo had a weapon on him. And he didn't have a weapon on him until he went in there and found the weapon in the room and then used right. that weapon to kill the guy. That would be a big mistake on her side. So I think she's deep, deep, deep undercover. Like, even not telling them I don't know. what's there's going on. That's, I don't know. There, no, there's a, there's, a, there's a thing that I saw online today. Like, Apple, whenever they agree to let people, uh, whenever they agree to let a TV show use their products, they have a, a thing that they require in that... The Apple product can never be used by the villain. I feel like you shouldn't tell people that. That's the worst thing to know. I feel like that spoils every show ever to know that. It's dumb. I don't want to know that. I don't believe it. I choose not to believe it. All right. So Matt chooses not to believe that Apple has a a condition in their agreements. But uh, the phone that Sharon is using when... They're going around in that container ship area or the container area. Okay. It's not an Apple product. 
Okay. And Sam is using an Apple product. <laughs> and Tor oh, because only the bad product. guys, only the villains use the the Android. non Apple. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Well, they and want us to think that she's like a bad guy right now. Yeah. Okay. That's because sure. they're one of the big three. They're androids. <laughs> I think Cap never called Sharon again because maybe she ended up being like a stage five clinger. Ooh, we don't know. We don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> next. That's a real. Vi- she says it's because they left him behind, but it's really because Steve just didn't call her back. He goes, Steve, you see, goes you know, he's like, oh my God, guys, she left me like 45 messages. What are we going to, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's weird. And I, I didn't think it was going to be weird, but it's weird. You know? And then Sam is just <laughs> laughing at her. Sam's just, Sam's just laughing at Steve yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I told yeah. you not to do it, man. <laughs> told you to friend zone that one. She did. She kind of like, she, she was like, come here. <laughs> yeah, like, Give me that face. He and looks he's confused. Like, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, this is what you want. Before that scene, if you really watch it, he just he gets this like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets um, that face like, oh, this should be Ashley. Right. Yeah. He's like, but you're not Ashley. Why am I yeah. kissing you? Exactly. <laughs> that should be rewritten. Um, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Cap didn't ask Bucky if he wanted the shield first. Like, I really want to know the conversation that Bucky and Cap had before he went, you know, and old man capped himself. Because, like, what if, yeah, what if he did? Because I really, really loved when Bucky's like, I'll take it from you before I let you destroy it because it means something to me. And I'm like, wow, what was that conversation you guys had? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Bucky knew that old man Cap was sitting on the bench and like Sam was the one that needed to talk to him. Yeah. Like, He's like, was... I'm going to miss you, pal. Yeah, yeah. He like, knew. There was a conversation there already. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was, too. I really hope we yeah. see that flashback. Or at least tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, honestly, yeah. like I, I like... I like telling me about it more than showing me that flashback. Like, I know the whole thing right now is show, don't tell. But, like, I feel like showing it would kind of it kind of undercut the the emotional impact of it. Yeah. Almost. Like, hmm. it's not going to be as good as it is in my mind. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm building it up. I'm building that moment up into something. Just like I miss Chris Evans really so much, ideas. though. I'll take him however I can get him, and it'll be glorious. Well, yeah. You should be following the Stranded Panda TikTok channel. <laughs> yes, you should. We're on like, mm. what is it, day eight of 100 days of Chris Evans' thirst? I think day nine. Uh, the, oh, the, the lovely Melissa Khalil is making 100 days of uh, Chris Evans' thirst, and they have been awesome. Uh, we're going to try to get Ashley on one of them. But yeah, at Stranded Panda on. Ashley just needs to be taught uh, how to TikTok, and it she, she doesn't know five yet. Five minutes. We, I know. Easy. We just haven't had any time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the feedback. Let's do it. Okay. So we got Elizabeth Kim uh, said, hi, everyone. New listener as of WandaVision and love having the podcast to bounce ideas off of. I really enjoy how you're 100% fans who enjoy simply talking about the material. I've also truly appreciated your conversations on race and civil rights and politics. Yes, agreed. Different things. I know this email is coming after episode two, and I can't wait to listen to the episodes uh, because the show is so good or the show was so good, but I wanted to write in about something from episode one that I think will come back in later episodes. 
Episode one premiered the week of the Atlanta shootings. And as an Asian American of a mix of Korean and European, I physically flinched and recoiled when Winter Soldier shot, uh, spoiler, <laughs> Yuri's son. I even cried a little when Yuri reminisced about his son loving the red bean paste. I am Bucky's number one fan, sorry Ashley, and watching him <laughs> struggle with making amends with Yuri is complex and heart-wrenching. I'm hoping we see more of this relationship play out, and I wanted to acknowledge this among your existing race conversation. The Asian-American hate-slash-violence has been largely overlooked by the mass media, and I'm looking for any way for it to be brought to the forefront. My biggest fear is that we'll relive last year with more violence if we don't publicly condemn violence against the AAPI community and all marginalized communities. I realize a brainwashed super soldier shooting collateral damage is very different from the attacks and the shooting, but it would be such a huge step if this sparked a larger conversation. I would love it if you brought this up on the show. Thanks for it all, and keep up the great show, Liz. Mm. Thank you for writing that in, Liz. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the stuff that's been going on... Um, the AAPI community, uh, it's it's just insane. I had heard about you know the increases in violence and this most recent shooting in Atlanta is just I just can't even believe this is happening. Um, you know, you, you it's that uh, quote: "The history is long and it bends toward justice." And it feels like these last few years, like we've taken steps backwards, you know, like things that I just did yeah. not think we'd have to deal with again. And it's, it just, whew. it's scary to, to say it this way, but it's like, you can kind of tell the country's opening up again because the mass shootings are back and it's, Ugh. it's uh. really terrifying. And we need to, you know, take a, take a look at that. Somebody needs to yeah. do something about that. For but. sure. <sighs> and this, and it, uh, you know, I know a lot of people think this is just like a complicated one with this, uh, like the <laughs> whatever the guy came out and was like, oh, the they were like, oh, it wasn't racially motivated. We're like, sorry, it was the the guy. The guy clearly didn't consider these people valuable. There was a message on social media before, like before it all happened, that mm -hmm. was condemning Asian people specifically. Like, just it. I, like, I thought we were past this. Damn it. And women. I mean, he is like, I wanted to, you know, do things to them, so I have to kill them. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. What? And it was because he's a Christian. The Bible says, cut off your own hand. Yeah. And so whatever's making you sin, cut that off. That's what the Bible says. So if you're going to be a Christian guy and think you need to, like, hurt someone else to stop yourself from sinning. You're doing it wrong. It's so freaking sick. Um, and, and again, not valuing these people as human beings. Um, but anyway, I, I almost moved this one further back in the thing cause I knew it was going to get me hot and bothered, but like, it's just <laughs> insane. And I'm, and I appreciate you writing that in Liz. We, we can't say anything better than you said. And, uh, let's just stop, just stop all this. Stop this bullshit. <laughs> stop being assholes. <laughs> right. Didn't think I had to write it down for you. Don't be a dick. You shouldn't have to have a book tell you that. Right. I didn't think we were done with racism, but like, I thought we were done with it out in the open the way it has been. Like, it has clearly just been like, we had tamped it down to where it was like, that's shameful. And if you got those feelings, it's shameful and you should work on them. I was talking to a guy a couple weeks ago in a bar 
And I was like, well, if you think that, you realize that is racism, right? And he was like, well, okay, yeah, sure. And he just like accepted the moniker of being racist and it what didn't bother him. He was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, I guess I am. And like, it wasn't like a, he wasn't being sarcastic or sardonic. I was like, well, stop. Oh, boy. that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. We all agreed that's a bad Just thing. Stop doing that. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was, the fact that some people sick. have to be told stop is just absolutely absurd. Yeah. Tell me about uh, it. Yep. Uh, but thank you, Liz, for writing that in. We really appreciate that perspective. And uh, yeah, that, that is not something know. that had hit me. That, that, that first episode, the killing of Yuri's son, had not hit me that way. But that's. Uh, but I'm sure, as a part of that community, it would, you know. Yeah. Mm. I didn't even know that that had happened uh, that week. I didn't hear about it until later. I've been so out of the news uh, loop. Right. I, and, you know, I intro- introspectively, retrospectively, like this, where I, where I say, like, I thought we were past this, like, as a, as a people, as a culture, as a society, like... You know, I, I said that there were people with their heads in their sands and or with their heads in the sand, and I might have been one of them. Um, yeah. You know, if I thought that we as a people were, were past this. Right. Uh, so I'm sorry, you know? Yeah, for sure. Me too. Me too for, for past things that I didn't understand. But like, you can't be, you just got to keep learning and be open to that, you know? Open yeah. to learn that things are. Uh, and, and listen to people in pain. That's the thing. You just got to be open to learn and listen to people in pain and find out what's, right. find out what's going on. Yeah. Just talk. Let's hit that next feedback. Uh, Winston Gordon sent us an email. So <laughs> love the show and insert multiple well-earned compliments here. You all are great. <laughs> uh, something I reserve only for Jay Scotty. Winston, get your lips off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep putting them on mine. <laughs> yeah, Ashley loves it. Ashley likes it a lot. So he says, here's my theory. John Walker is the power broker. This episode definitely hinted to us that Sharon Carter is the power broker, but I think that's too far of a fall from grace for that character. I know she's not her great aunt or Steve, but she looked up to them, and I think being a straight-up bad guy feels a bit off for her character to this point. What makes sense is her working directly with the power broker using her skills, because... He can grant her a pardon and get back to the U.S., which she clearly wants. And who can do that? A guy, the guy, even, who has become a meme for getting Bucky out of jail and has <laughs> said he basically is the government. At the end of episode two, when the Flag Smashers are getting away and are in the plane, the Power Brokers men show up. But they didn't act like mob henchmen, they acted like cops. They waited before they shot and they shouted out warnings. So they're a government-trained squad. John Walker wants to use the serum so he can be the true Captain America, but he wanted to have it tested out on other people first because he wasn't trying to die for that. The two people who are trying to find Mm -hmm. Carly more than anyone else are John Walker and the power broker. Maybe because they're the same person. Think about it, but not too hard because then the theory falls apart. (laughs) 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 You had me right there. Keep up the good work. Love you, 2,999. Jeff's fault. He knows what he did. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't buy John Walker as the power broker because I feel like he's a cog in the machine. You know, I feel like he's being, con- he's being like pulled around and pulled into all this. I don't see him yeah, as, he's as just like a tool. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah, he has the power like that to wield it. <laughs> he's I just like, definitely a tool, tool bag. Definitely a tool. Yep. And he was <laughs> such an ass in this. I was so like, I don't know. I've been going back and forth with a lot of people like, you don't know that he's not a good guy. I was like, I smell it on people from a mile away. The second I saw him, I was like, asshole, <laughs> you just yeah. wait. And I was like, you never know. I hope you're right. <laughs> and then in this one, I, I mean, was like, oh, gotcha. There was <laughs> what there was last episode where he says, stay the hell out of my way. Yeah. And then the like first thing he does in this one is shove the guy up against the wall and be like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Well, it's like, interesting. He introduces yeah. himself in the beginning as John Walker. He didn't say, like, Captain America. He doesn't even know what he's doing. And that's glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the fact that he said that, but he also was atta- going to attack civilians, talking about his, like, how he didn't yeah. care about the rules of engagement. He's using guns. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Using guns mm-hmm. and... Uh, what did he say at the end of this one? Like, ah, it doesn't matter how we do it. It's, you know, just yeah. that we get it done. As oh, okay. As as job done. You think they're going to sweat us on how? Yeah, mm. I do. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're Captain America now. Like, yes. Sweating you on how is kind of what the world does. You know, you signed the accords. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think he had to sign them? Oh, yeah. He has to. Yeah. Well, he's not a superpowered person. He's though. not super. Yeah, but he's a hero. Like he's got the he's got the mantle of a hero on himself. So I thought that it, okay. I thought that it only accounted for people with super abilities. I don't think so. I think it's anybody who wants to be like a like it. It applies to the Avengers absolutely, and he's supposed to be on the Avengers, right? Because he's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I guess it did apply to Nat, and she doesn't have superpowers. And Hawkeye, he doesn't have superpowers. So yeah, I guess he would. And what uh. Bucky called Sam. He's like, you're an Avenger. So we do know that the Avengers are still like a thing. Uh, I right? Mean, once a Marine, always a Marine kind of thing. Yeah, but then I'm, Bucky would kind of be like an Avenger at this point, too. Maybe. I don't know. He's there when Cap says Avengers assemble. Yeah. <laughs> so it was literally everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. They're all Avengers now. It's a lot of nameless people. We never knew their names that, that are Avengers now. Yeah. Yep. All those yep. wizards. Uh, sorcerers. All those wizards <laughs> without hats. We, we had discussed it, and I think I cut it out of the feedback, but uh, somebody just reminded me of the what we talked about last week, where it's like, uh, John Walker is the opposite of Captain America. He is the perfect soldier and not the good man, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, the, uh, he's the Hodge. Yeah, the, uh, the guy that um, Colonel Colonel Phillips wanted. Oh, um, right, right, right. From First he's Avenger, like, he's big, he's strong, he's a good soldier. Yada yada. Yeah, all that. Like, I don't need a good soldier. I need a good man. Yeah. All right, let's hit that next one. Bronson Lebo uh, sent us an email. Hey guys, longtime listener, but new patron writing in to say that I love having this space to geek out every week, and I'm so glad you're having the important conversations about racism too. Anyway, I have a theory. Put it on the board. If the theory about Sharon being the power broker is right, which I totally hope it is, then she is probably also one of the only people who still knows about Isaiah Bradley. She might have even been the one 
who got the sample for Dr. Nagel. If that's all true, then maybe she'll try to get more of Isaiah's blood to have someone replicate the serum now that Carly stole it. And this is a big stretch, but hear me out. <laughs> I love it when they start like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon comes and tries to attack Isaiah, and Elijah gets injured in the fallout. He needs a blood transfusion, and bam! This is how we get Patriot? Probably unlikely, but it would be awesome! Love you guys, 300. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it so much. I like it a lot. Uh, totally possible. Like, yep. we know that they know where Isaiah is. We know they got his blood. Now they need more. And we, we don't know how much of Nagel's research survived, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> he was snivelly little evil guy. <laughs> Sorry. I glanced at chat and it was, I just see Jay Scotty say, you're an Avenger, Harry. <laughs> 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 all right let's get that next feedback oh i like it when the tag on it says pretty powerful email as well so i have to get my <laughs> mind in the right place to be able to read this <clears throat> <laughs> melissa birdson is an email says i hope to continue to feed your vindication as a woman of color who thinks it's pure brilliance <laughs> the way this show has woven race relations into it Reading the Stanley quote was absolute perfection because anyone who's been reading comics at all should know that Lee has always included these topics and how invested in civil rights he was. Anyway, what the series is doing is both subtle and blatant in such a beautiful balance. <laughs> For all the people who watch the shows to escape, repeating what another listener has said, people of color don't get to just escape this. And sure, one could argue that watching a perfect utopia where race isn't even addressed would be great, but the reality is we just want to be seen. We want people to acknowledge this is what's happening, rather than just be gaslit by all the people who tell us these things aren't happening. When I was 19, I was pulled from my car at gunpoint because the officer refused to believe that the car was mine or that I lived in the area, 99% white suburban town, even though I had my ID and registration in my hand, trying to hand it to him, he wouldn't take it. And it took me until I was about 27 for me to even register what I'd experienced. I'm now 38, and only in this past year have I begun to process the fact that I could have been a nameless stat since this was before smartphones and social media. I wouldn't have even been a hashtag. I just, I would have been a dead brown girl in the street. We just want to be seen. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for addressing it with just the right touch. Valkyrie Melissa. Mm. Thank you. Valkyrie. Thanks for writing, Melissa. Yeah. You know, something she said that I, I, it's, it's, it's really interesting how this show is playing. First off, that's horrifying. Uh, and the, the, the sentence, I wouldn't have even been a hashtag is like, just 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 horrifying because this thing is like we see we're seeing all this now but the, the this stuff was happening before and we just weren't seeing it you know yep. and and it's if this isn't waking you up then you're being willfully ignorant you know yeah um and i just i just ugh, it's awful um something this show is sort of showing me and teaching me is that like 
and, and probably because of this podcast, because I then come on here, I, I don't notice racial moments. Like they go right over my head or past me. That's happened almost every single episode where like some racial thing will go zoom in right by me. And it's like, and even in this episode, when uh, he talks about looking like a pimp and he says only an American would think that, you know, and it's like, there are those of us who saw that and heard that line and laughed like, yeah, he does. Ha ha. ha. Oh, Oh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, Oh, it's like I said on the, on the reaction episode, like, Oh, my own biases. Oh no. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I see my own biases. And I think like, it's like with the banker scene or with the uh, police scene in the second episode, like they keep including these scenes that are, you can view them any way you like and you don't have to see the racism if you don't look closely and it's almost like then you hear the conversation around the show and you go oh i didn't even hear that and you go i still have these huge blind spots to this stuff you know um and it's like she said not everyone has the the privilege to not have to notice it you know to be able to assume yeah and I think this yeah. show is really waking me up to the some of these subtle moments in in ways that I hadn't before, you know. And you know, yeah. like focusing on that on that scene uh, where Sam says, "Why am I the only one that that has to be dressed like a pimp?" Um, you know, I I don't want to get too into the weeds on it, but like that also kind of goes to show the um, the kind of indoctrination that happens to people you know like you get told so often this is what you are this is what you are yeah you, know, you are this and then it, it kind of seeps in a little bit to where yeah. like because sam is an american like even though he's a black man he he looks at this fashion forward dress that he's got and he's like this, you know i look like a pimp <laughs> and like i it just it's uh it sucks it sucks so much that like that's that's what the the snap reaction is you know yeah it is and that's the thing is like <laughs> it's like this weird thing this weird part of racism that we don't think about but a like i don't wear very flamboyant outfits but if i did no one would immediately call me a pimp you know right it wouldn't be the first thing someone would go to. Um, yeah. And like, it, it, it's a, it's sad to think Sam puts on a really nice suit. That's like, like you said, fashion forward, interesting, flamboyant. And he immediately is like, I avoid these outfits for a reason. You know, like I don't want to portray this to the world because that's the way it, it's viewed in, in, in my culture. And uh, man, Zemo calling it out. Yeah. Simo yeah. is just probably my favorite part of that episode. <laughs> Me too. I really enjoyed him. You European like dancing. In the club. Dude, I used to go to all my European friends, all the Greeks, like, that's it. That's how they. <laughs> Somebody posted it was like German Twitter was going crazy because it was like, represent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the house party in, in Berlin, yeah. I love it. I love mm. it so much. I, I glanced over at uh, at chat for a moment. Hera JK, my birthday Twinkie, by the way. Um, <laughs> she she mentioned that with the 
you know, the, the dress that Sam or the, the outfit that Sam had on, um, makes him not look like quote unquote, one of the good ones. Right. And the fact that that phrase exists is like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the problem. It like narrows the options they're allowed to have so that they can like be a very specific type of person that will be acceptable. Yeah, this makes you an acceptable black person. I can I can tolerate you existing if you look like this. That is horseshit. That is fucking horseshit, Matt. I got fired up. I got fired up for a minute. Oh, no. Well, uh, is there anything in the chat that we wanted to touch on? Um, I had one at, and it was from Hera JK, and it says, Can y'all imagine what it would have been like watching the news, the news stories cover war against Thanos? I didn't know what that meant. The news stories cover the war against Thanos. Oh man! Watching the news, like if we, if if we were in that world, watching IGN or IGH, is it IGH? Whatever they're uh, in no, world. IGH was the chemical company. It's WHIH. WHIH. That was it. If you're like watching the news about Thanos, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And you know, there's got to be some Thanos apologists out there. I mean, that's what the flag smashers are, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of. They're mad that the people are being treated better than the people who were here. Like that whole commercial, right? They're opportunists, you know? They're, um, you know, they they may not like what happened, right? The people went away and, you know, it seems like half the people in the the world died. But the world did come together in in a big way. So, like, there's positives to that. Like, maybe... Now that everybody's back, we can all work toward that. Right. Or Thanos was just right. <laughs> Get rid of half of them. I don't know them. anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> there are some people that I wish got snapped away. <laughs> okay. Bander567 says, IMDb says Leah Bucky's date from episode one will be in the next episode. Any idea what her role will look like? Probably another apology. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She she wasn't affected? Like, I, did Bucky hurt her? I mean, no, he just way? turned around and ran out on their date. Her? Yeah, I mean, you have to apologize for that. Yeah. You gotta apologize for that. Oh, yeah. More Catherine, things to make amends for. <laughs> Catherine Drace is hopefully for some sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The thirst is real, you guys. The thirst uh-huh. is real. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so everybody, uh, you know, Good. quench your thirsts and such. Except not on that nasty ass snake shot that Sam had to take. I've taken shots where I've made that face oh. before. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough. Was like, I, I and he was uh, like, uh, uh. I think it was you during the live watch, Jeff. You said uh, you liked how um, that's a really good uh, identification check you know give yourself a really horrible shot that you have to take and so when like whoever walks in they're like here you go and there's like if they don't take it then you know it's not really them i love this Uh, (laughs) that's that's why everybody in chicago asks for a a shot of malort right at the beginning yeah yeah yeah. and um chicago (laughs) and bucky just bucky going all winter soldier oh 
All right, guys, we're going to get off of here. We appreciate you all in the live chat. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, if you want to participate in the live chat, we do these podcasts every Friday at 8 a.m. and most Mondays around 6 p.m. So, uh, or 5 or 6 p.m., somewhere in there. We let, we'll let you know. But you can uh, sign up for the email list at strandedpanda.com. Click on Join the Stranded Panda Army and just sign up for the email list. And we send out emails when we're doing live events. We also send out emails for the trivia, letting you know what movie we're going to be focusing on so uh do some of that uh yeah we appreciate you guys oh i i almost forgot to uh i said i was gonna say something more on this podcast and i wanted to guys i cannot believe how many of you uh have given uh to the gofundme jeff and ashley thank you guys both for the work you did put into it uh letting people know about it i didn't even know it was happening um <laughs> we we had ju- we had talked about possibly doing one and uh, then, and then I just like came, came out of my mom's doctor's appointment and there was just, you know, there was like a thousand dollars and I was like, what? You were like, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> just <laughs> pow, pow. Already gotten us so close to the goal for the GoFundMe. Um, and I, and a lot of people that honestly, a lot of names on there that I haven't even heard before. So you're just like listeners who've been out, probably be, I've been out there listening and you just haven't interacted much, uh, and, and stuff like that. And like, that's. Uh, that means so much because it just means the community is just even deeper than we know. And like, we just really, really appreciate you guys. And I really, really, really appreciate the assistance and that you guys care about this podcast enough to want to keep it going uh, and care about me enough that you don't want me to go into big debt because I was going to keep it going. I, I wasn't going to let it drop, but uh, he already had his only fans. It's all ready to go. Yeah, I already took some pictures sitting on cakes and yes. uh, sh- showing my <laughs> this feet. Is what we've been and, building only carrots for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, just thank you. So we can auction off a cake sitting towards the end if we got to get <laughs> just that little bit farther. Yeah, that last little push. Get like a Captain America face one. I'll have them make a really good one. <laughs> now you're encouraging people not to give to the GoFundMe until we promise cake sittings. No. Um, I mean, if that's what happens, I'll do it. I'll do it because I have to. It's my fault. I did it. <laughs> uh, Ashley, you broke it. You have to fix it. We should totally auction off a, a, a cake set on by Ashley and see what happens. Uh. I'll do it. I've always wanted to do it. You don't want to see what happens, Matt. It's no. That's the thing. She always jokes about it, but that's because she's really curious. <laughs> yeah. Brie Larson made a lot of money doing it. What? Brie Larson? Yeah, it's from the show Weeds. Do you ever see that show? I'll send you the clip and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember th- I remember the episode, but I didn't remember that, that it was, was Brie, Brie Larson. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Okay. She's like, ooh. <laughs> We're really going to go. Thank you, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>